This is URN. What a way to bring up three figures. Alistair Cook has done it. A century in his first ever test match and now a century in his last. Well played. Hello and welcome to a bumper edition of the Only Cricket podcast that backs Oman at the World Cup. For the first time, there are multiple contributors on Sticky Wickets. We are joined by some freshers. We've got Harris. How are you, mate? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How about you? I'm really excited for today. And we're joined by Ben. How are you? I am very, very excited. I'm looking forward to this. Perfect. A bit of freshers. Toby, the T20 World Cup starts this Sunday with a magical fixture of Oman and Papua New Guinea. So exciting. Now, obviously, we won't dive too deep into that fixture, but we will be reviewing the major teams and major contenders, as well as one or two dark dark horses. Yeah, no, I think it's a really interesting one, the uh, Oman versus Papua New Guinea. um, First up, you wouldn't really think either of them as cricket nations, so it could be an interesting one to see. But uh, let's run through how the tournament's going to work. Uh, initially, cricket fans will be delighted with the qualification process um, with two groups performing around Robin. So you've got Sri Lanka, Ireland, Netherlands and Namibia in qualifying group A. And in qualifying group B, you have Bangladesh, Oman, Scotland and Papua New Guinea. So the winners and runners-up from the group will go through to the Super 12, which consists of uh, so Group A, England, Australia, West Indies, South Africa, and then Group A's winner and Group B's runner-up. And the Group B is India, Pakistan, New Zealand, Afghanistan, and then Group B's winner and Group A's runners-up. Um, so, Harris, I'll come to you first, and uh, then we'll go through the other guys after. Who do you think will qualify from the preliminary groups? Um, so, to be honest, I don't know a lot about the teams, if I'm being completely fair. Um, but I would go for Bangladesh um, on their side, just because I think they are a decent side. Um, and they've got a lot of good players. I think they recently they've been playing quite well, but I don't know if that's down to their pitches as well. Um, there's been a bit of an issue there, but they've been playing quite well. They've got a good team. They've got a bit of experience. I think Shakib is back. Um, he's playing in the team now, um, so I expect them to to get through. From the other group, I want to say Ireland because they've had a lot of history when it comes to these kind of tournaments. In 2007, they beat Pakistan as well. That was the World Cup, the, the 50 over one. But... Um, I think Sri Lanka. I'll go for the like the easy options, I guess. Um, I expect them to do good enough, but I wouldn't be surprised if they miss out. But I'd say Sri Lanka. Yeah, I think they're both good shouts there. So I'm going to be controversial here. Sri Lanka are not qualifying. Ireland and Holland are going through from Group A. Sri Lanka are really in the depths. We saw how, let's be honest, quite pathetic, how bad they were. Um, against England earlier this summer. I watched a bit of their game against Oman. They were 50 for four in the 10th over yesterday. It was it was not a good sight from Sri Lanka and it just shows how the mighty have fallen. I think Ireland, they haven't played a lot of cricket this summer. But I can just see them, the Irish lads, the boys in green doing well. And I think Holland, England are going over there next year. I can't wait to see the Barmy Army in Holland. That is going to be utter chaos. But I can just see Holland doing well at the T20 World Cup. Now, the qualifying group from Group B, Bangladesh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest here. Bangladesh are my dark horses for the tournament. And I'm going to say, ooh, is it Oman or Scotland? Oman or Scotland? I'm going to say Oman, home World Cup for the first time. They're going to know the pitches. Scotland never do well at World Cups or Euros. They rarely qualify. So I'm going to go for Oman and Bangladesh. Ben, any hope, any luck there? Uh, wait, hang on. I'm just, I'm just finalising this. <laughs> This is much more serious than we've ever taken anything on Sticky Wickets. I, I love it. 
Yeah. I agree with the Oman show. I forgot to say the second team kind of on that, but yeah, I think Oman is, yeah, I, I expect them to get through. Oh, that's a good shout. I, I do like Don's shout on uh, Netherlands. I think mm. they, I, I quite like them as a bit of a dark horse. They had five players playing in 100 over the summer. Um, which you sort of wouldn't really think about, but you've got sort of Tim van der Uten, uh, Rolf van der Merv, Colin Ackerman, who had a really good um, hundred. Um, so, and Fred Clarsen as well. And who was the other one? Oh, we've got Tender Scarter, I think is probably going to be his, one of his final few matches for the Netherlands um, at the World Cup here. So obviously he's a great, great player as well. Yeah, yeah. So from Group A, I think I've got to go for Sri Lanka. I just think, you know, haven't been in the best of form at the moment. They're in a bit of a rut, but I think um, I think they're going to step up on the big stage. And um, I think from Group B, I think maybe Scotland. They got a bit of spice to them, so I don't know. Maybe maybe Scotland could help, but I think definitely Bangladesh. Well, history would tell us that they are the better side. So um, I reckon I'm going to go Sri Lanka and Bangladesh. Interesting choices. Good now choice. let's talk in the Super Twelves, more specifically Group A, even more specifically England. How do we feel about England's chances, guys, of England being the first nation to hold both World Cups? Toby, I'll come to you first. Well, I think they're good. I think they're really good, really good chance. They've they've had a few injuries and players dropping out from the squads. Uh, obviously, Sam Curran most recently, Ben Stokes over the summer pulling out. Um, but I think it it looks good. I think I predicted them to come second in uh, in our podcast a few weeks ago. And I, I do stand by it, particularly now with Sam Curran dropping out. But I do, although I do love Sam Curran, I think it possibly might help England's chances, which well, pains me to say that if Sam Curran's not playing, they could perform a lot better with Mo and Ali likely coming in at seven, who I think is a better option on the pitches. And I know I can see Dom shaking his head and we always have this discussion and Mo and Ali always pops up. Um, but I think... Uh, I think that I think it's going to help because he's a spinner and the pitches are going to turn. They're going to. There's no way they're not going to turn. And if you can quote me on that and come back in three, four weeks, if they haven't turned, sticky wicket could be done. I don't mind. They're, they're going to turn. Um, so I I like their chances a lot. I think they've got a, such a strong batting lineup, even without Stokes. Liam Livingston can come can come straight in, and I think possibly even a better option. Who knows? Um, Sam Billings is a backup batter. I quite like him. He'll obviously come down the order if there's some injuries and it's likely best or shift up to open or Livingston or whoever it might be. Um, so I think I think they're really good. The one the one thing which we have discussed before, the lack of a backup risk of uh, either um, a Lintot or a Parkinson, I think was, would have been a big, big help. And maybe they'll come in as a replacement for Tom Curran, uh, who's replacing Sam Curran in the main squads um, as a sort of injury replacement travelling reserve. Um, but I, I really like England's chances and, and hopefully that they can win both. Ben, I saw you nodding along there. Batting, we talked about this bit off air, is for England's immense, isn't it? What do you think about the batting for England? Do you think that's going to be the main reason why England win this World Cup? Oh, definitely. I think, especially when you've got a player like David Milan in the form that he's in, he's doing absolutely fantastically at the moment. Number one ranked batsman at the moment, according to the ICC um, rankings. I mean, you've also got the likes of Owen Morgan as well. Being the captain, he he um he does show up a lot on the big occasions. Um, it is a, a big miss not having obviously our big hitter Ben Stokes, but like uh, like Toby said, definitely Liam Livingston. He showed his class in the hundred. He showed his class in the well England T20 internationals and in the blast. So 
I think definitely England have got a great chance. But um, definitely, even with the ball, we've got a great bowler in Adil Rashid. He um, he gives us some great options. So, um, yeah, I think it's looking very good. It's so nice to have positivity on this um, podcast. Sticky wickets over the summer. We were very pessimistic. Harry, <laughs> what do you think England's chances are? Give us a percentage. Is it 80%, 90% chance of winning? Or should we maybe not get too excited? Do you think England will bring home the trophy? I believe we've got a really good chance, actually. Um, I think semis is a must. Um, I would be, me personally, I'd be happy with that. Um, based off of the fact that we are missing Ben Stokes. They didn't take Joe Root either. I don't know if you need a player like that to sort of anchor the innings, especially in subcontinent kind of conditions where it spins a lot. Um, I fear a bit of a batting collapse sometimes, um, but I do think we've got a good bowling attack. We've got a lot of pace. Kemal Mills is there as well. There's a few other good bowlers. Um, and Rashid, I think, is very underrated. I think he's one of the best leg spinners in the world, if not the best, actually. Um, Rashid Khan obviously comes close, both share the same name. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing England, actually. I think Adil Rashid will play a big part. Maybe seeing him bowl in, like, a different way, maybe open the bowling with him or try something different, maybe, for, like, a surprise game. Um, especially someone like West Indies who can hit you out of the park. I think the first game will be, it'll, be, it'll set the tone. Uh, for the tournament, I think. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think we've got a really good chance. And then, obviously, other teams in the group, South Africa, have sort of fallen off the cliff over the last few years a little bit, which is a bit of a shame to say. Um, probably aren't going to challenge, but anything can happen in the World Cup. And then also, um, I mean, the side has some of the most experienced players, West Indies. They've still got the universal boss. They've obviously got Pollard captaining them, who's dominated recently. Andre Russell, I think, is in the squad's. They're, they're looking really good. What are your guys' thoughts on this? What do you think about these other two teams in the, in the group? Tom, we'll come to you first then. Yeah, I, South Africa, just let's not worry about them. I mean, they've got Rabada, they've got Shamsi, but I'm just not convinced they have any of that batting firepower of previous years. They really lack someone like A.B. De Villiers in top form. But the West Indies, no team has retained the T20 World Cup. Gale is so theatrical he's so dramatic it just screams that he retains the trophy in his final game for the West Indies it doesn't matter what goes on with West Indies cricket sometimes they will manage to win T20 World Cups they are a really strong team they're the first team to win two and they weren't in a great position in 2016 and they managed to pull that off I'm not going to say they're going to you know be a big team but Expect them to get a few wins under the belt, and it wouldn't surprise me if they try and match England in firepower for batting. I'm not saying they're going to win the tournament, but they could do quite well, could the West Indies. Yeah, no, I agree. They, they have a really experienced squad. I mean, I was looking at it, and Ravi Rampal, who played for Surrey, um, I don't know, what, 10 years ago, I feel like, as one of the most experienced players in the squad, um, is still, still around. So, Harris, what do you reckon of these two teams? Yeah, I agree with Dom on South Africa. I really don't rate them. Um, I've seen him play. Um, I think they played Pakistan as well, and we didn't have a great team at that point as well, and we managed to beat them. Um, so I, I don't. I feel like they can't really do much. They've got a few good players, Quentin de Kock and um, Rabada, and they've got a few um, and Shamsi as well. But I don't think in terms of the tournament going forward, I think they'll they'll probably get kicked out uh, in the group. Um, West Indies is West Indies. I think you can never rule them out of uh, T20s. Um, they've got a really good team under the captaincy of Pollard. Um, he's actually stepped up a lot. I, I never used to rate Pollard in the sense that I, I didn't think he was consistent. 
for me, that, that was the only issue with him. He was a big power hitter. He could win new games, but a bit like Shida Freely, like he was very inconsistent. But um, in the near, like in the near past, he's actually led his team quite well. Um, they all respect him. You can see that he brought Gale back as well, actually. Um, so he has a big influence in the dressing room. So I think West Indies could definitely get through and win it. Um, like I said, the first game will be a big one. Uh, it's a repeat of the final. Um, so I think that that will sort of show who's who's mentally ready and who isn't. Um, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And Ben, what are your thoughts on 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 the two teams then? I think West Indies obviously they've got a, they've got a decent batting right? They've got Evan Lewis and uh, Chris Gale, and I think definitely there will be um, a little bit more. I don't know, a bit of sauce in the air when West Indies are playing because obviously the players aren't going to want to let their man Chris Gale down. So, and obviously Chris Gale, he's proven that he can sharpen the big occasions. As obviously an Englishman, I would love nothing more than West Indies to throw a big lead away in the final over, preferably four sixes. Um, but yeah, no, I think West Indies, they can definitely do something in this tournament. South Africa, I don't know whether I should be worried about them or not. Obviously, Quentin de Kock at the helm. He does very well. And um, with the ball, Shamsi, uh, as a Kent fan, obviously, Rabada played for Kent for a bit. I actually saw him when I went down to Canterbury. He bowled well that day. So um, I reckon South Africa, they're, they're decent with the ball, but I can't expect two big things from them. I can't lie. Australia are also in the group. It does feel the ICC have formulated the group stage to have two big rivalries. Now we'll talk about India, Pakistan just in a bit. But Australia, Toby... Can they? Oh, ugh, oh, I hate this, but could they win it, Toby? It makes me feel sick just thinking about it. I mean, there's always a chance. I think recently they seem to have really been struggling to, to get any wins in T20s, um, let alone sort of actually going for um, for for a whole World Cup where they're going to have to win, you think, pretty much every game, maybe one loss in the, in the group stages and you might have a chance. Um, I think their squad's fairly standard. They've had pretty much the same squad's for the past of couple of years, um, Josh Inglis being the the sort of big difference, really big name uh, being brought in, and he's really really dominated the last few years in the Big Bash, and then over in the hundred he played this year had a really good hundred, uh, and of course he's played in in the Blast bit as well, I think. Um, but I mean, you look at their squads on paper, it should be quite good. Uh, they're possibly lacking maybe a couple spinners. They've obviously got Adam Zampa. Um, who I think is okay. I, I'm not the biggest fan of him. I think he's all right, but he's not going to uh, win you a World Cup on his own. And then obviously uh, Swepson, Mitchell Swepson, uh, who's proven with a few, couple unbelievable games that he can be a quality spender, but hasn't really had much um, experience. Uh, I think I think they do have a chance, but I think it would really have to be down to Finch and Warner at the top of the order, scoring loads of runs, and then Maxwell coming in at the back end and just having probably his best tournament ever. Um, and then, and then maybe a couple of their quick bowlers uh, hitting form at the right time and, and staying fit. Yeah, the Australians. It's bizarre how they haven't actually won a T Twenty World Cup. Ben, how awful would you feel if Australia won this World Cup? And let's face it, they're looking very good favourites for the Ashes. I mean, there's obviously a bit of batonage and banter going on between Tim Payne and the Barmy Army. Both haven't scored. Test hundreds yet, but I think Barmy Army have got a better chance. But how much? Let's get to know you a bit. How bad would you feel if Australia won the T20 World Cup and the subsequent Ashes after? Um, I am. Um, I don't really know what to say to that sort of question. <clears throat> I don't know how I'd even prepare myself to see <laughs> Australia's name on that trophy. I mean, 
I'm just, I'm just so gassed for England to potentially hold the both World Cups. But um, yeah, and no, I think, I mean, on paper, Australia, they've got an amazing team. Like, think of the names. Like, you've got Finch, Cummings, Ashton Agar, Hazelwood. Like, all these players, they can, they can really cause some damage in this tournament. But I mean, they're not doing necessarily too well at the moment. I think they're ranked around sixth or seventh at the moment in the world rankings. But um, yeah, <laughs> it, would, it would not go well with me and my dad if um, Australia win. Yeah, I can imagine Justin Langer kicking a few bins this tournament. Right, let's move on to Group B, India, Pakistan and Toby's favourites, New Zealand, as well as Afghanistan. Let's talk about Afghanistan. Obviously, everyone knows the situation off the pitch. Toby, can you see a sort of miracle on the pitch, a sort of beautiful fairy tale to lift a country in real need of some joy and happiness? I can. I think, I think. I mean, the miracle for them, I would say, obviously winning would be an unbelievable miracle. Um, but I think actually getting out of the group stages and getting a couple wins, um, I mean, I'd be very disappointed if they didn't manage to beat the two teams who sort of come up through the, um, the original tournament, the Super 8s or whatever they're calling it. Um, like the Amans and whoever that might be. And I think if they can get another win against Pakistan, India or New Zealand, that'd be top work from that. I think that'd be really good. Um, and then if they get through the whole group, it would be insane for them. I think they have some unbelievable players. The problem is they all seem to be spinners. Uh, you've obviously got Nabi, Rashid, um, Majib, Case Ahmed, just to name the four who played in the, in the 100. Um, and they perhaps lack a little bit at the top of the order. Um, with with the batting, um, and then I'm not really sure what else they've got. They got a couple seamers, but no no one really sort of big name. Um, so that's the one thing that they're perhaps going to be struggling with. I think for them to have a brilliant chance of winning, obviously Rashid Khan has to play amazingly. Um, but I don't think that's going to be enough. It's going to have to be the whole squad coming through and maybe a couple of players making names for themselves. You look at the sunrisers. Um, Rashid Khan has had a fantastic um, IPL for them. Yet, the Sunrisers have barely won a game all tournament just because of the rest of the squad struggling to perform. So I think that's going to be the key, really, for Afghanistan. Yeah, I think Rashid Khan, obviously your close personal friend, Rashid Khan from the 100, you know him so well. Um, I'm sure you've been messaging him daily. Do you actually have his number? Do you have his number? Be honest. I do. I, I do have his number, yeah. I hate you. Um, he's obviously in a good run of form at the moment and I can see you know, an inspired team, unified, almost quite similar to how Denmark were at the Euros, obviously in a much worse situation. I can see a galvanising spirit. And like you said, they just get two or three unexpected wins under their belt. They could easily be in the final. Rashid Khan could really take off here. Now, obviously, the big dogs in this tournament are India. Ben, what's your thoughts on India after a summer of watching them? Obviously, England haven't quite lost to them. It's a bizarre sort of situation we're in. But can you see India winning their first T20 World Cup since 2007? Yeah, it was um, it was a weird way to end the uh, the Test series against India. Obviously, with the uh, the game being cancelled. But um, I think India, obviously, they could do it. I reckon they're my second favourite to go through because obviously they are they are up there in the world rankings at the moment. But um, I think the main man Kohli hasn't hasn't had um the best of years in terms of T20 internationals. I think he's averaging around 30 this year. And in comparison to other years, he's been averaging over 50. Obviously, Coley on the big stage, he'll definitely um, 
show off his skills. But um, I mean, they've got other players as well, obviously like Rahul. Yeah, so obviously in, with the Indian bowling attack, they've got Ashwin. And I think definitely because the tournament's in the UAE, I mean, the pitch will definitely open up. And I think Ashwin, he can definitely be a dangerous player. Obviously, you've got the likes of Boomer as well. With his fancy little run-up, he could definitely cause some havoc. Um, but yeah, I think India... Wait, what, what was the question, actually? I forgot. It's just, do you, what's your view on India? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, India, definitely my second favourites to, um, to win the tournament. Interesting. Toby, your views on India? I think they're up there as well. Um, I assume England could have quite a good chance of playing them in the semis, perhaps, depending on where we finish in our group. Um, I The one, one thing I think is very interesting, uh, comparing them back to England, as you look at the England squads, they only have uh, Rashid really as a sort of full-time spinner. And then you have Mo and Ali and Livingston as the part-timers. You compare that to India, who are very spin-heavy. They've got five different spinners. They've got leg spinners. Um, they've got left-armers. They've got, a couple, they've got an offie as well with Ashwin. Um, and only three seamers, uh, and Harley Pandya as well, I guess, um, within their squad. So obviously they're looking uh, very different um, tactics and the pitch is probably going to be very different. Um, so I think that could play very well into the hands when, when and if, if and when the pitches uh, do start to spin. Um, I do think, and I have always thought, the one thing they perhaps lack is some really dynamic, powerful opening batsmen. It looks likely Kohli might open the batting uh, along with Sharma, maybe Kale Rahul. Um, and I think Syracuse Mariana probably in at three or four. Um, and I think that compare that to... Roy, Butler, Bairstow, um, possibly even Livingston um, at the top of England's uh, order. Very, very different players. Who you, Roy just swings hard early on and connects with a few and can get off an absolute flyer. Butler the same. Um, and I, I think maybe depending on how the pitches are, that could really favour them. That could also hinder them a lot if, if teams are scoring 200 plus um, throughout the tournament. Uh, they perhaps do make up with it a bit down the order with sort of Pant and Harley Pandya. You can come in the final few overs and just tear teams apart and add on an extra 100 runs in, the, in six overs or something like that if they really get going. Um, but I'm, I, think, I think India are going to do well and I'll be interested to see how they do. Don, what are your thoughts on this sort of Indian team and, and Pakistan as well? It also um, in the group, a bit of a feisty one that could be. Yeah, well, obviously, we'll move on to Pakistan just in a bit. We've sort of had a technical issues with Harris, who is our, well, he's our now expert because he's a fan of Pakistan, but India, oof, can Cody get into any sort of form? I mean, if he can get going, if he can get that Indian team motivated and get that island mentality that always seems to work for him as an Indian captain, then they could do really well at this tournament. They've got quite a nice group, it's fair to say. They can really build on momentum. But that game against Pakistan, we're going to see what Kohli is like as a sort of character on the biggest stage we've got to remember this is arguably one of the biggest games in sport in the world it's in, it's in, you can't really comprehend how huge it is there's nothing quite like this in the western world really when the whole work part of a continent really just stops to watch this game so we're going to see that and Cody on the big stage is always quite interesting I'd love him to fail I think we've discussed this quite a lot how smug he looks and he's like the Cristiano Ronaldo of cricket and I'd love to see him out first ball but um, I'm going to say India will do quite well, but they're just not going to quite have that depth to... Well, actually, no, they do have depth. See, 
the more I think about it, the more I want, I think they're going to do well. And I'm a bit worried now. I'm a bit worried. Harris, what are your predictions for Pakistan? You're a Pakistan fan. Um, what do you think? Is, what's a good tournament for Pakistan? So I think for Pakistan, semi-finals is a big achievement with our team. Um, we've got a terrible team. Um, I don't know if you guys know any superstars of Pakistan right now. Um, apart from Barbarazm, I don't see anyone that's actually like in the top five, top ten of anything. Um, maybe our bowlers are decent, but they've never really been that good um, in the like in the short past. Um, we've really gone downhill in terms of domestic cricket as well as you know international. So I don't see us as a threat. We should lose to India. We should lose to all the other teams really. Um, and I don't even see us as a dark horse really. Um, I think it's kind of like a tournament for us to see where we're at and go into the next tournament, basically. So, um, yeah, I'm not really expecting much. A semi-final would be a big plus. Um, and I think the only player to watch out for is Barbarazan, really. But I don't think he can do much on his own. So, that's why I'd say. Um, how excited are you for the big India-Pakistan match? Yeah, yeah. There's always excitement, I can't lie. Um, even when, I don't know if you remember, in the Asia Cup, um, we got bowled out for about 85. Um, and when Mohammad Amir came in for his spell and he took like four wickets, everyone got gassed, yeah, regardless of what the score was or how many runs. We were like, oh, we can probably win it, we can probably win it. But it never happens, obviously. But um, there's always excitement around, I think. It's a big rivalry. It's a shame that we don't play any bilateral series anymore. I think that's a big shame. There's a lot of politics involved with that, which I don't want to get into. But um, yeah, I would have loved to have seen even more. It sells out, you know, even in the World Cup, it was a big game, the Champions Trophy, if you remember. Um, it's a big occasion regardless. Um, and to be fair, anything could happen on that day, but India have a much stronger team. So I do expect them to win. So if we do win, it'll be like a big, um, big achievement, I'd say. Um, um, let's move on to our final questions. We're going for shock, highest run scorer, highest wicket taker and overall winners. Toby, as you are the mainstay of Sticky Wickets, give us that four, please. Um, so I think the West Indies are probably going to win it for me. Um, I think this is this is sort of their last chance for their older generation, perhaps, to, to really get going with Gale and Pollard and some of these older guys um, still playing. Uh, I think Holland are going to be my sort of dark horses. I don't think they're necessarily going to win it, but I think they've got a good chance of getting through the group stages and maybe getting a shock win. Um, in the Super 12s. Uh, and then highest wicket taker, I'm going with Jasper Bumrah. I know I've said it's spin heavy and I know I've said it's going to turn the whole time, but it's, he's Bumrah. He's probably the best T20 bowler in the world right now, possibly the best ever. Um, him, Jofra Archer, a couple others, obviously Malinga maybe, you're all up there. Um, but I think he's just a phenomenal talent. And then a bit of a sort of uh, random one, but I think Babra Zam could be up there for uh, the highest run scorer. I think he's going to be very, very key um, to Pakistan. Him and uh, Rizwan, obviously, opening the batting. Um, if those two can can really start scoring runs and, and score runs at perhaps a bit of a quicker rate than they did against England um, at times when we played them over the summer, um, then I think it, it could be really dangerous and they could could look to, to be quite quite good throughout the tournament. So what do you think then, Dom? Who are your sort of four picks for this? Well, I'm glad you asked, Toby. I'm going to go... Nathan Ahmed from Bangladesh. He's obviously playing more games in this tournament due to the qualification period. And he was also the ICC's player of the tournament. He's someone who sort of burst onto the cricket scene. And I can just see him taking lots of wickets and lots of little, like not important wickets, but just gradually building and building those wickets. 
highest run scorer, Dawid Milan. I, th- I think he's going to lead the charge for England. Bangladesh, they're going to be my dark horses for the tournament. Let's hope this isn't a re- repeat of Pavan's turkey choice. Um, I just think they're going to build momentum in the qualifying period. They'll pr- they've just beaten New Zealand. I just, I just see them doing well. They are due a big tournament run, and this is it. They were so good in 2019. They're arguably the fifth best team in 2019. So I'm going to say... Bangladesh will make the semi-finals. That's me being positive. And to win, I hate being positive. You know this, Toby. But England to win. England to win. Morgan is going to hold both trophies. We're going to go on a sort of Ashes-style 2005 bus tour around London. Everyone's going to be on the on the lash. Um, we're going to see uh, J- Jordan, uh, Tamil Mills, uh, probably not Rashid, all on the lash, and hopefully some repeats of Flintoff and KP pictures. Who would your sort of picks be for the KP and the Flintoff on the England squad, Dom? Well, probably not Moeen Ali or Adil Rashid. Um, <laughs> that's quite obvious. Um, I can see Morgan and Woody don't drink, do they? Oh, no, Morgan might. Morgan likes Guinness. Woody doesn't drink. So I'm going to go J-Roy and probably Bearstow. Best I can see, he like he looks like a good lad for the lash. Ben, who is your top run scorer? Who is your highest wicket taker? Who is your shock, and who is going to win the tournament? You know what, my uh, my top run scorer is going to be Devon Conway. Ooh. I think he's um he's snuck into the New Zealand team, and um, he's averaging sixty three point two this year. He hasn't played too many games, but I think this is definitely a chance for him as a thirty year old to really have a really good tournament. Um, I think with the wickets, I've got to back my man, Adil Rashid. Yes. I mean, you could say I'm a little bit biased because I'm English, but I think just be, yeah, I've said it before, it being in the UAE, it's going to have, it's going to be a warm climate. The pitch will open up. It will be turning the whole tournament, like Toby said. And I think it's going to be a really good tournament for Adil Rashid. And I think England potentially be over-reliant on him. But, um, I don't know. We'll see. In terms of the biggest shock, I reckon Afghanistan could do something. They had a really good World Cup. I think, you know, as a Kent fan, as I've said before, you know, Mohamed Nabi did play for us for a bit. He played well for Kent and he's obviously doing well as an all-rounder for Afghanistan. And I think um, I think he could do well for them. And um, the winner, obviously, I've got to choose England. I think the form that we're on, and the players that we've got, I mean, on paper and in form, we're just doing amazingly. And I think this is the perfect opportunity we have to win both World Cups and do a massive parade around London, around Lords, uh, everywhere. Yes, Ben, yes. And then we'll get beaten in the ashes. I love that positivity. Harris, who is going to be the highest run scorer? Uh, for me, uh, Barbara is- I'm going to back him up, actually. Uh, yeah. Highest wicket-taker? Adil Rashid. Uh, big shock? Like, who gets out? I would say Australia. Let's go for Australia. Love that. And who is going to win the tournament? Who's going to win? You know what? I'll back England. I'm actually backing England, I think. Um, I don't see why not. I don't see why not. What a wonderful way to end the Sticky Wickets T20 World Cup preview. Ben, Harris, wonderful debuts on Sticky Wickets, Ashton Agar-like. Thank you so much for coming on. 
Um, thank you so much for listening. We always love it when you listen. Keep it URN and keep it sticky wickets.